Hi everyone and welcome to The Spill Effect. I'm EJ Safner. Um, I introduced myself and explained what this podcast is, my intention behind it, in the trailer on Spotify. So if you haven't already checked it out, make sure to go listen to that. It's two or three minutes, super easy, and you'll kind of get the gist of what The Spill Effect is. But with that being said, welcome to the first episode. I'm so ecstatic, pumped, excited, all the words, all the emotions to get this project started. And I'm even more excited to introduce our very first guest. She is originally from Atlanta, but she currently lives in LA, Los Angeles, California. She's a designer, a stylist, entrepreneur, myself, um, and so much more, but she's also an Auburn grad, just like me. So we're keeping it in the Auburn family for the first episode. Um, But I'm so happy to have her on. Please welcome Mallory Morris. Hey, Mallory. Hi. It's like very funny to hear someone introduce me as those things. Like, I don't know. It's like for so long, like, I believe that I'm that, but then it's like for someone else to say that, it's like, wait, am I that? I think, well, it's funny because it's also like, I feel like whenever I introduce myself and people are like, oh, like, what do you do? What do you want to do? It's so hard to like put yourself into a category, but you definitely are all those things and more. And I can't wait to kind of like hear about kind of like how you've gotten to where you are. Um, because I think, especially in creative, you can take like a million different roads to get to the same place. Um, but first and foremost, how are you? How are you feeling today? How's your week been? I'm fantastic. My week has honestly been very slow, just to be authentic. I was going to say, that's like I've been actually chilling a whole week. That's a good week. Yeah. Kind of revamp. Um, but first and foremost, why don't you just, or I guess secondly, um, why don't you tell us just like a little bit about yourself, kind of like brief overview of who is Mallory Morris? Wow. What a question. The worst question. I have like trauma from this (laughs) question, like trying to like learn how to interview for a job, which I literally never did. (laughs) Tell me about yourself. This question yet. Um, okay. Well, I'm 23. I moved to Los Angeles in May. Um, I'm self, I'm a self-confident, self-doing creative trying to figure it out. And I would honestly say that that's a little bit about myself. I love it. That's all I know for sure. (laughs) That's good. I love how you said like self-confident, self-starter, that type of thing. Cause I think that that's like absolute, like a necessity in any type of creative field is you have to be comfortable, but tell me about kind of the process from moving from so Atlanta correct you're from Atlanta okay so had you been out to LA before what was kind of the process of deciding to move out there yeah so I lived out in LA last year uh, for the summer I interned out here for a stylist Um, and kind of last year was like I'm gonna go to New York I'm gonna go to LA because I want to work in fashion and that feels like the best places to do it. And I had grown up going to New York a lot. So I felt like I kind of had a grasp on kind of what that would be like. I mean, that probably sounds like really stupid and naive because I honestly wouldn't know. But I was like, I feel like I know what New York would be like. Let me go live in LA for a summer and see uh, what I think. And after the summer, it was just kind of very clear. I like love it out here. I love the, the culture, the environment, just everything. And I was like, I feel like I could do something out here if I gave it a go. So then yeah. I just did it. So tell me about the internship that you were out there for, like, originally. So I worked for the stylist. Her name's Taylor Jacobson. Um, it was, like, the bajillion 
internship that I had applied for. I felt like I was applying for internships forever. And I was like, I'm not even sure if they're receiving my emails at this point because no one is responding. Like maybe they're not. Nobody responds in our field. Nobody. Oh, it's so, so frustrating for anyone who's ever applying for internships. Just know you have to keep going. And even if no one ever responds, that's fine because no one responds. I was going to say, I celebrated getting two rejections because I was like, oh my goodness, they saw my stuff. Like I heard that. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's a miracle. No matter what the response is, you're like, wow. Okay. That's great that they at least received my email. Um, Also, I guess everyone else is and they don't care enough, but that's fine. We just won't think about that part. But so I applied with them and I kind of thought that maybe I wanted to be a stylist, but I never really got to experience that. So then she was like, yeah, Delaz is someone you're out here and we'll just give you stuff to do. And I was like, okay. So I kind of was like, I'm not sure if they actually mean that, but in three months, I'm going to email them again and be like, okay, I'm on the way out there. I'm here. <laughs> um, and it actually turned out to be really amazing. It was a very cool experience to kind of see what that world would be like, start to get connections in that world and realize, oh, I definitely could be a stylist. Um, I think that I have this skill set and I think that it is a very self made career, which I didn't know even what it looked like to get into that career. And then once I was kind of in it, I was like, oh, it's literally just people being able to meet people and being like, I possess the skills to be your stylist, give me a chance. And so I was like, okay, I feel like I could do this. Um, and that was kind of it. Yeah. Okay. So whenever you kind of mentioned that you or like you didn't really know if like stylist was your thing. Did you, what, did, number one, like boring question, but what did you major in? And then secondly, kind of how did, what kind of internships were you applying for? Was it all kind of around fashion or that kind of part of the creative world or kind of what, what started that? So I majored in communication. Okay, the, broadest, the broadest major you could possibly get. Also the easiest, if anyone's looking for an easy major, um, communication is very simple. Um, and I was kind of applying to I, like fashion world mostly, but if there was like kind of a cool social media brand or something, I was just like, I mean, I need an internship because I got to go somewhere and I need a reason to go somewhere. So I was kind of like not applying to everything, but I was branching out from fashion barely. Um, and just kind of seeing what fell into my lap. I'm a very firm believer that what was for me was going to find me. So I was never like really stressed, but I was also just like trying anything I could kind of. Yeah. So when you kind of got into this like stylist world, did you have like one experience that you were like, shit, this is like, this is, this is what I want to do. Or was it like the progression through the summer where you're like, okay, I, I like kind of fit into this world. Like I can do it. So that's a really good question. I feel like slightly a progression, but also based off my first day there, I think I was able to get a grasp on like, okay, yeah, I could 100% do this and I would love to do this because it kind of fit all of the qualifications that I was looking for. Like I wanted to work in the fashion industry, but I didn't want to really work under someone. I wanted to be creative because I'd had an internship previous in the fashion world, it was kind of for a fashion social media agency kind of that I thought was going to be like very creative. And it was kind of on the PR side and going into it, I was like, Oh, I think this could be amazing. Like this would be what I would want. And by the end of that summer, that was my sophomore year going into junior year summer. I did this. Um, 
And I was like drained. I was like, I actually hated that so much. Like I, there was no room for creativity at all. And it kind of made me realize how important the creative aspect was to me. And so I was then kind of like trying to stay away from that, but all the opportunities kind of felt like that. So I was like, I really feel like styling could be what I'm looking for in that way. Like it gives me a, a place to be creative and it also gives me a place to kind of work for myself, which is important to me as well. Um, and so then just based off that first day or let's say week, I was like, yeah, this is kind of exactly what I think that I was made to do. Um, and then it just grew from there. Yeah. So with that and your kind of idea of being like able to kind of control the creative direction and that kind of aspect of your work, let's talk about, so you worked for Unframed, I believe Unframed Collection and then Series Creative is your own, correct? Yes. Tell me about those two, because I will say, like, I follow series. I love it. I love the neutrals. I have a million questions about that. But Unframed, I just, I hadn't heard of. What were those two opportunities like? Did you, was that your work or were you hired on or what were Yeah, so that's funny. Um, Unframed is one of my really good friends, uh, production companies. Um, And I lived with all of them last summer uh, when we came out here. So it was like a group of four guys and they've kind of been creating this brand um, together for like a couple of years and I ended up living with all of them. And so they started to do merch or clothing um, kind of during last summer. And it was fun for me to be able to be kind of hands-on with that because it was kind of just a learning experience for all of us. And it was like, Oh, let me like kind of design a t-shirt because I've never really done that. But like, I've said I wanted to like design something, but like I'm the worst drawer. Like I didn't believe I could actually design anything like or do anything or like, you know, there's like those moments of like, okay, well I can't legitimately like design something. So it was fun to be in an environment where we were all kind of just like, let's kind of play around and do something. And then it like, yeah, like was you can't really lose. Cool. So and like, it, it looked cool and like people bought it and it was like, oh wow. Like this is kind of fun that we can do this. And then also we can call it something that's legitimate. Like I can put unframed, like designed a t-shirt and it's not just like something my friends wore. It's like something that people actually had an interest in buying. So I feel like that was actually, it's really funny that you asked that because I've never taken like a moment to think about kind of how much of a shift that caused in my brain. But now that I'm talking about it, like at a thousand percent that like, it was like, Oh, we kind of just like played around and did something, but it's kind of cool and people want it. Yeah. Well, I think it's also that confidence boost, whether you're like you said, like you haven't really sat and like really like digested, like, okay, here's where I was and here where I am now because of it. But I mean, just the little things like that, like even for me, like starting the spill thing, it was because I lost a really dope internship and I was like, I'm sitting at home, not doing anything. I might as well do something. Totally. And then it's led to, you know, people being interested and people reaching out to me with music and with you know, they're digital and, and just like digital work and creative, you know, graphic design and stuff. And it's just really? so interesting to kind of look at where I was and then not be able to see the progression as it was happening, but then kind of sit here and be like, okay, I can do it. So speaking of that, tell me about series. Um, okay. So series was actually an idea I thought of while I was at Auburn, I thought of it like two years ago. Um, and I kind of had this idea that I wanted to do something with mental health because I am as well as 
you know, I'm passionate about the fashion industry. I'm also very passionate about human beings and this is kind of where my communication degree comes in. Like we still value it like kind of a little bit, but I'm very passionate about human beings and the way that they're able to express themselves and like the emotions that they feel and the things they go through and just, you know, kind of creating this climate that pushes just the way that we love each other more. Um, and just understanding like people react to things like, and people go through things that we'll never know. And they act a certain way towards other people because of something they're going through. And it's just like, I think it's very important. We need to realize like we're all just humans and, literally the only thing we were called to do actually is love each other. Um, so I wanted to do something with that and mental health was something that was very important to me. It's something that I've kind of seen closely in my life. And I was like, I want to talk about how that affects not only people who struggle with it, but also the people who are loving someone closely that's struggling with it because that totally affects you and your heart and your mind too. Um, yeah, it's just about loving one another and like we just struggle with things that we'll never know and we act certain ways because we're struggling with something and really I have this I mean I don't think I came up with this quote but I've also I don't know where else it is so I'm going to claim it for the time being until someone else can tell me where it came from <laughs> but I think that everything is love or a lack thereof and so like when people are are having trouble like loving others it's because they've had trouble finding someone to love them um so I just kind of wanted to create something that pushed that message, um, whether it's like in your face, subtly, just however people wanted to see it. And so I created like the EKG idea with the mental health and just connecting your heart and your mind and how, you know, those kind of struggle with things together. And we're all just like one, we're one being and like, we just like want to be understood. Um, and so I sat on that idea for literally two years because I just, A, didn't feel like I was in the place to do it in Auburn and B, honestly didn't really believe in myself self fully enough yet um to do it and then i came out here and a girl that i met last summer who i literally spent like two hours with like we only hung out one time but i was like let's stay in touch like i'm gonna be back out here in a year like i'm gonna need a friend so let's just stay in touch so then like <laughs> first two weeks out here i was like I'm back. And she's like, wow, I actually can't believe this girl still exists in my life. And I'm like, let's go eat lunch or dinner or something. She's like, okay, great. So we went to dinner and she was like, I really want to start a brand, like whatever. And I was like, oh my God, I want to start a brand. And she was like, great. And I was like, should we do it? And she was like, yeah. And basically this is like such a God thing. And this goes back to, I just honestly believe like if you believe in yourself and like you also just believe you can make anything happen i mean like i mean it's not it all takes very hard work but also like i do believe that paths open up because of that um it has to be the basis of it I completely think absolutely has to be a sense of you know the balance of hard work and just confidence and like self-belief oh like, like you can't even you wouldn't even have the confidence to say like i want to start a brand as well without that you know oh no no I like fully and I don't think that people understand this because it's so much easier to not understand this like your brain is so much easier to tell you that you can't do things but like it's just a fact of the matter if you are confident in yourself everyone else that you tell that you can do something they have no reason not to believe you because if you believe in yourself like they don't know anything else about you other than Oh, like she says she can do this and she's so sure about it. I 1000% believe she can. 
and then you look 10 times more legitimate to someone just even because someone, you believe in yourself. Yeah, even someone close to you. I remember I had a conversation with my friend from high school. She's like one of my closest friends from that like time in my life. And we were talking just recently, um, probably during quarantine or maybe last year. And I was telling her like, this is what I want to do. This is how I'm going to do it. And this is what I'm going to start. And all of these like very like confident, like almost like affirmations. And she looked at me and she's like, I have no idea how you have the confidence, but like, I know that you're going to do all that stuff. Like, I'm so proud of you. Like, how do you, how do you know it? How do you have the confidence? And I just remember telling her, I was like, you believe it because I've told myself enough that I believe it. And so I'm able to like portray that to you because I've told myself over and over and over. And I mean, like, I'm sure you've experienced there are going to be days, weeks, whatever, especially with, you know, I love that you brought up mental health. That's something that I've struggled with. And I think that that really affects kind of the confidence and the creative, but you have to just learn to kind of like embrace it, take it one day at a time, but like know that you have the the basis, that confidence. Um, Cause like you said, especially if you're meeting someone for the first time and you're trying to get them to believe in your idea, you kind of need that, that sense of confidence. Completely. Because that's the only thing, like if you already don't know, they also don't know. So it's going to be like, okay, she probably can't do it. But if they don't know anything and you know, everything, know everything quotes, they're, they're going to be like, oh yeah, she like knows everything. So why would she not be able to do it? Um, I don't even remember what I was talking about. I was going to say, we both got off on a tangent. <laughs> I'm glad it happened. It's all good. Yeah, we love a self-confident tangent. You know, you have to have one once a day. It just, oh my God. So Maybe every day. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Every moment of every day. But, um, so with that mental health series, so two questions with, with series in general, mental health, I noticed that you have like anger, love, depression, I'm blanking on fear, fear. and yeah. Okay. So those are kind of the names of your, your products. Um, mm-hmm. how did you decide on those? And then also I noticed that and forgive me if I'm missing something, but everything with series is very neutral. And that's like, I wear, I only wear like brown, black, blue, white, gray, tan, like only neutrals. So it really was attractive to me, but why just neutrals? Was that, I'm sure it was a conscious decision. Yeah. Lead me to that decision. Um, I mean, I would like to give you like a story that there's like so much that went in behind it, but honestly, we just kind of decided we liked the idea. Like obviously all the sweatsuits were going to be the same color and we were kind of just really attracted to the idea of tan because we were putting those five different colors um, on it. And we felt like tan was just like a very pretty base um, to let those colors, because the colors do have meaning too. You know, like the colors were very meticulous choices about like that color represents what that feeling is. Um, And so we really wanted that to be able to breathe and like get recognition on the piece. Um, and I wanted it to feel lighter than like a black sweatsuit. So I was like, I think we should do a tan sweatsuit, me and my business partner. And then when we decided to do five other pieces, we were like, I think it would be really cool if we just keep this whole collection in the same color story and for indefinitely the future. I mean, it's always going to adapt. So who knows? But like, we really like the idea of just keeping the color story the same for every collection. So the next collection won't be tan, but it will all be a very similar color story. Um, and we just were like, we tan just started off as the first one. I yeah. And then how did you pick those names of, you know, the different. Oh yeah, yeah. So 
we wanted to do, you know, five things that they felt like they covered the most boundaries, like they could be the most interpretive to, you know, multiple things that everyone went through. And it started off like we were going to do, there was other options in there. Like there was like anxiety and there was fear of the future as opposed to just fear. Um, and then we kind of wanted it. We were like, okay, well, it needs to all be clean, I think. So like the one word looks better. And then we realized like anxiety is, we want to do something with just anxiety later because anxiety is, anxiety is in everyone. Anxiety is in all of those emotions. It encompasses emotions. so much. So much. Like we were like, we don't think that anxiety is just one thing. Like in all five of these things, the base is anxiety. You know what I mean? And so we were like, okay, let's take that out. Let's do something different. And then we just kind of landed on those five kind of base layer mental I I don't you can't call it mental health, but like you know, emotions. Yeah, it's more the emotion series, I guess, but mental yeah. health. All good. So when you're kind of creating, I mean with series or anything else that you work on, I noticed on your Instagram story it made me laugh and smile because you said that you've been listening to the divine feminine a lot, which is I love. Um, but you said it put you in like a good headspace. Where do you kind of pull like from like externally when you're working on something creative, especially in styling or fashion? What are the other, you know, music or movies? Like what do you pull from that totally into that creative mind like mindset? Honestly, and this is just like gonna be the most like, oh my God, I'm a creative like answer ever. But just honestly, literally everything. Like yeah. I just think everything is inspiration and like, I'm going to sound like I'm like some high end designer, which I'm literally not at all, but like no, I track that cause like go by on the road and it's like, okay, I kind of like really like the way that felt like I want to like emulate that or something, you know what I mean? But, uh, but also like really human beings because human beings, like before I even realized that, because there was a long time where I loved fashion, but I didn't, you know, I didn't know that, I could be passionate about that a and that I could actually like do something with that. And so before it was that like anytime, like graduating high school, going into college, trying to figure out what my major would be. Like, it was like, what are you passionate about? And I'm like, human beings. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like I literally am just passionate about humans. And it was like, what does that even mean? And what can I do with that? And it's like, has funneled into this alley, but like human beings. I love um, that answer. It's honestly, and I know you said like you don't want to sound like creative, but I think that the way that you explained it, it fits perfectly. Mm -hmm. Because I think also like the world around us is the reason to be creative. So it kind of is like means and end. But kind of talking about what's around you, um, tell me a little bit about LA in general. You said you love the culture. What about it kind of like drew you in? Okay, so I feel like and I love Auburn. I loved being there. I have like no regrets about being there. But going from Atlanta to Auburn, it was just like I did realize, and like there's so much to pull from from this that experience alone. Like the the more concentrated culture that's there, or like the more concentrated point of view that's there, which is great. Like that's what makes the world the world. Is that like there's all these different places, and they all you know like. It's it. There's so much to learn from such a concentrated 
culture, I think. And there's like a lot to pull from that. But then also, I mean, LA is like, I drive around and I'm like, I don't know anything that's happening on like any street corner that I've passed. And I just think that that's amazing because I mean, there's a lot to be, there's a lot to be fixed here. There's a lot of poverty. There's a lot of just like places that need love, which I, I love that. I love that there's places that need love and I love that that is so accessible. And then I also just love that the other half of it is literally just people being them, yeah. which I think is just like, that is one of my favorite things when just like a human being is so them and it's so not anyone else. And you can see that and you're just like, that is so epic. They're so them. And I can never relate to them, but I am like in love with the fact that they are so them. And I think that like, I totally, I'm from Pittsburgh, so not quite as big as Atlanta, but definitely grew up with the city close and just a very, very different atmosphere. And I think when I imagine LA and imagine the people and like you said, having kind of just the ability to just be like, okay, this is who I am. Some people are going to like it. Some people who are not, um, especially with the sense of like creativity everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's kind of why the city thrives so much. That's so attractive to me because it can be difficult in, in Auburn or a small town of any kind to kind of find your own niche and then be like, this is just where I am because it's not necessarily always accepted or cool or just normal. It's not normal to just do your own thing and not really care about what other people have to say. So that really motivates me to, to get out there. Um, But I think also as a creative, um, at least for me, I love it because my end goal is like ever changing. So do you have an end goal or like one big, like bucket list career? Like I would love to do it, but I understand if you don't, because I literally can tell you what I want to do today and tomorrow it could be something different. So I honestly don't at all because when I came out here six months ago and someone would say, okay, in six months you will have taken this idea that you thought of two years ago, made it tangible and like sold it out. I would have been like, that's not even on my right. Like I'm not having even thought about that. Like in a year, like that's not what I'm even doing right now. And like, that just, it fell into my lap. You know what I mean? Like it didn't fall into my lap. Like it kind of did. Like it was like, let's do this idea. And I was like, yeah. So I also think that with that, I kind of actively don't want to have an end goal because I feel like it leaves. And it's, if you have an end goal, it's amazing. And like, you're working towards that your whole life. There's just like, there's so many different alleys. So like, if you have your end goal, like absolutely run it and put everything towards that because that's amazing. But for me, I just am so open to literally whatever is going to happen that I'm like, I don't like in three years, I could have six brands. Like I have literally no idea, or I could be like styling Vogue and I don't do brands at all. Like I just literally, I have no idea, but I'm my, I would say my end goal is to just literally stay positive, to stay persistent and like to no matter what, not stop believing in myself and the abilities I think I bring to earth because I think that honestly that would be the hardest thing like when I look at the end it would be like am I exactly the same core of a human that I was when I started all this because that is what I want to be I think would be my end goal and I think that that's such a 
insanely good answer because I I honestly think that there's like kind of a privilege. It's it's definitely give and take. I think on one side of the creative world, it's like okay, it's number one, so difficult to break in, so difficult to do your own thing like from the start and be able to live off of that. And then on the other side, it's it gives you this like alley to be like okay, well then you actually do your own thing. Like you don't have right. to sit at this desk and work this job to get to the next job to get to the C-suite. Like you, you don't, you don't have to, if you don't want to. And I think that something that I definitely was struggling with was like, I had this idea of like, I need to have an end goal. Like I need to have like the peak career, but I think that's so dangerous because if you get it, number one, if you get it, then, then what? Right. And number two, if you don't, I feel like there's this whole sense of failure when like yeah, a false really, sense of failure. how much did you care about that goal in the first place? You didn't really, but everyone around you made you feel like you need to care about it like a lot. Yeah. And, and I think that there's totally people that that actually is their goal. And that's amazing. Like in the same sense that we want to achieve our goals in a different way, they do too. And so it's like, if that, if someone's listening and that's their goal, that's amazing. Keep pushing because that's also a hard goal. Like it's something that I couldn't do. Exactly. But then also, it's just more so than like breaking the norm. It's just like literally talk to yourself and what's your goal. No one else, no other perspective, no other societal, like this is what everyone does. Like, no, like just what's your goal and literally just do it because why wouldn't you? Yeah. And I think it's that kind of like self-motivation that kind of talking to yourself that needs to happen like every day like what is the next opportunity what is today gonna bring what is like totally. kind of out of the box like just I think the beauty in me kind of turning because I was very like pessimistic growing up I was like not the fun imaginative child like I just wasn't and so I think like kind of like opening myself up in college being like okay this is what I want to do so I'm just gonna have to like kind of shed that part of myself and like go for it I think that that was so healthy for me but I think that the world needs a balance like I live with two engineers and one like pre-med student so I I get the balance totally you know everything and I think that that's so great and that was kind of a piece of advice from you but my last question this is gonna be my last question to everybody but what is one piece of unexpected advice that you've either received or that you have kind of put together through your own experiences that you can share with someone who may be listening to this saying like, that is what I want to do. Like that is so appealing to me. Mm. You know, put you on the spot. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, it's a great question. I have to like, I want like someone to hear it and be moved. So I feel like I want to like, Take your time. <laughs> about the answer, like just in the creative field or like it can be as vague or as specific as you want it to be I think it's just I think a lot of the times especially people around our age they hear kind of the same like advice or maybe just from your perspective as being an entrepreneur in the styling designing fashion industry in LA like what is one thing that you've learned that you don't think necessarily everybody even at my age like one year back who still lives in like college like would know mm -hmm. kind of put you on the spot I'm sorry <laughs> no it's okay okay no I have an answer but I like it's simple all right perfect go for it and it's literally 
like no matter what is happening around you, no matter like how many times you get denied, no matter what's going on to just lead with love. And that like goes on all cylinders, lead with love with yourself, love yourself, be confident in yourself. Don't doubt yourself. And even when you do doubt yourself, love yourself enough to be like, I feel for you right now, but also know you're amazing and you can do whatever you want on this entire planet. Love literally everyone you come by. A cashier at the register, because you, you don't know who's gonna, you don't know who opens the door in your life. So just literally love everyone. A cashier, have the most amazing week of your life. Oh my God, thank you so much. Like the amount of times I say that to someone and they're like, I can't believe you just said that. Like no one's said that to me. And it's like, someone oh my God. Tell me this morning that I was the only person that somehow their day was. It's like, what? Because it's really so crazy because it feels second nature. And when that becomes second nature, honestly, the energy that you bring into a room, like opens up everything for you. Lead with love, um, whatever career you're doing, whatever interview you're in, anything, just lead with love. No matter what happens, lead with love. Thank you for the opportunity. I wish you guys the best. No matter what happens here, I literally love what you guys are doing. And like, I only want to see you thrive lead with love with your relationships with your friends with your family no matter what's happening in them just lead with love because like on all accounts that is what is going to give you the longevity of honestly i think joy is to just lead with love and that's like the most that's more important than like everything else oh my gosh like a million windows just popped up on my computer and i don't know where they came from that was like so much but just to lead your eyes gonna get wide, and I was like, "Oh no, what's happening?" Like I didn't know if the, if the thing was gonna cut off. I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's literally like the last, the finale." No, it's all good. Leave the love. I love. I I do love that because I I feel like it also relates to the relationships that you have, like you said, yourself, strangers, friends, family, loved one, like everything. I think everything comes back to the relationships that you have, and lead with love should be kind of like the basis of. Of every relationship and I saw this other quote the other day that kind of goes along with that but it's like your talents are what's going to get you into a room but your character is what's going to keep you there and it's just like really the truth like and I think especially and and when you're beginning something there's all these people above you who have gotten diluted and they've gotten jaded and they've gotten maybe an ego which is like so human it's so so human to to get all those things as you grow and as you as you get bigger and you have people working under you it's like they're not going to treat you well or they're not going to make you feel valued and it just needs to be like you know what no like stick through this love them well and like that is what's going to keep you in a room that is what people are going to want to be around when it comes really down to it it's like who do we want the person with talent and an ego or the person with talent and like an energy that literally brightens a room and that's really it and it's a no-brainer between yeah you two. so thank you so much so Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Thank you so much to Mallory, of course, for being my first guest. I've absolutely loved getting to know you, everybody that's listening. We literally met 40 minutes ago, like today. So this has been so fun to learn from you and to hear about your experiences, especially coming from a similar place. It's It's been so fun. I can't wait to continue on our friendship and relationship in the future. Um, but make sure to go follow Mallory at Morris MA. Is that correct? I just want to make sure. Morisma, that's the one. Love it. Um, and also follow me at EJ Safner and follow Spill at spill.ej. I write articles. I do artist interviews. And of course, starting this podcast, episode one. So excited. But spill.ej will have all of the updates. Um, but Mallory, thank you so much. 
for uh, no, EJ, thank you so much for thinking of me and for listening to me. It was so fun to have a new audience. The same five people are so tired of hearing me talk about these things. They're like, God, you have somewhere else to go today. I can relate. I was going to say, I literally have been like, I don't have class anymore or anything. So my poor roommates have just been hearing me watch TV and hang out. And they were like, oh, you have have something this week I was like I do I do I'm doing something (laughs) Um, but of course everybody this has been the spill effect podcast new episodes come out Tuesdays at four thank you so much again for listening and I will see you for the next episode bye hi again it's EJ thank you so much for listening to this episode of the spill effect New episodes come out Tuesdays at 4. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at ejsafner and at spill.ej to keep up with new articles, episodes, and all of Spill. Thank you again for tuning in. Sending you all the love in the world, and let's talk soon.